0: York, Play us a song. Mm. All right, are you guys ready? Oh, my gosh, maybe not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really slapping those strings. <laughs>
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Uh, (laughs) Corridor Digital Podcast. Nico wanted to hear a full on song, but nope. (laughs) Nico Nico wanted to hear a song. I didn't have anything prepared, so I just figured I'd give you guys that little interlude. I don't think half of you like to hear me sing anyway, but uh, you know what? (laughs) For the half of you who do, thank you. That was some wonderful singing. Yes. <laughs> hey, look, I'm sorry we 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 had to miss a couple podcasts uh over the last few weeks because uh it's just been real chaotic in the studio with uh punch for punch, son of a dungeon, a bunch of other productions going on. So, um but uh we missed two, I don't know if anyone noticed, but we're back <laughs> now. We're back. Yeah, Wait, yeah. straight up two? Well, we, we didn't missed bank we, any? Did, we did every other week for so it mm-hmm. wasn't two in a row, it was one, ah, I we missed you. one, then we had one, then we missed one, then we had one. Mm. So, but anyways, um, whew, Ren. Hi. Let's start with you, buddy. <laughs> <All right>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> heard you guys talk about me on the previous podcast. Yeah, You're yeah. Today. Um, I asked for a red cast, but they ran out of red, so I got black. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So so what,
2: I, what? Yeah. Let's let's hear it, man.
3: Um, I I got a boo boo, and that's about the end of that. Wow. Well, <laughs> so that's the end of that story. <laughs> Nothing else to be said.
2: Yep. You know what number? What number broken bone is that for you? You really want me to like,
3: say this out loud? Okay. Come on. Is... Yeah,
2: everyone wants to know.
3: It is funny being able to say this at the doctor's and just see all of their like anyone at the doctor's <laughs> office like their jaws just drop. This is bone break number
2: eighteen. Eighteen. <laughs> it's almost all the bones. Those bones are
0: old enough to smoke.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. What's well, eighteen divided by two hundred four? That's how many bones there are in the body, or is it one ninety six or something? So I want I want to clarify this because bo- I, I, I mean, let me do the math on this. Go ahead. <laughs> well, this is the
3: fourth bone break since. March of 2021 so I, I started by breaking my shoulder and then that was going to require... Was that a bone break? Yes. I thought it was like a cartilage tear. It was both. Mm. It was uh, the You've thing broken. that required surgery was the, the, the labrum which is the forward like, little buggy bumper on the front of your shoulder <laughs> there. Uh, that got torn open and that doesn't like just heal on its own so that needed surgery but they also had to fix a couple bone chips from the underside of the, like the shoulder like mm. the socket bone I guess had a couple chips that they had to like thread into place somehow i'm not exactly sure but then the collar sorry so i was getting surgery for that scheduled when i broke the collarbone so then that had to get delayed and that was a whole thing and that took up the majority of my year last year then back in april of this year i broke my toe something i haven't talked about at all yet and then two weeks ago after the one wheel race (laughs) in san jose i broke my hand specifically my thumb the the big metacarpal this bone right here nothing uh Got snapped kind of by the base of it, and the whole top part of the thumb got shot downwards into my hand about an inch. <laughs> so you jammed it. Oh my Yeah, way. I mean, it was <laughs> that thumb it, got short. It didn't just get. <laughs> it's just little thing. I didn't jam it. it it's it's snapped in half and then got jammed. So it's Damn. like, yuck. Like it, it, two two You've broken thumb eight, bones eight, eight point seven, seven percent space. of your bones, Ren. My goodness, eight point <laughs> seven, bones eight bones seven percent. <laughs> That's not true either. That's that's assuming that every time I've broken a bone, it was a different bone. Which, when I was a kid, I broke <laughs> my arms a lot. I was very the visual Uh, with that
1: just your (laughs) arms are always broken as a kid
3: just yeah kind of
1: both of them just always shattered i'm
0: surprised you don't have like forearms are still like the length of like an 8 year old's.
1: (laughs) now a matching thumb
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh i can't wait to tell you the story uh my dad just uh, reminded me of last week after the surgery i'd totally forgotten it but uh i'll get to that in a moment so most of the time i broke my arm it was in my wrist And so it wasn't that big of a deal because I would, like, fall over. I was a very impulsive, stubborn, accident-prone kid, and I would fall down a lot. And this was before I learned how to, like, roll. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I would lock my arm out, and I would slip, and I would just land with all my force onto my arm. Most of the time, just a little bone in my wrist would crack. But it counted, I'd have to put a cast on for six weeks. Um, One time, I bent my leg bone. I was, like, five or six. I jumped off of a a monkey bars and landed on my sister's face and my leg just bent around her face <laughs> i was young enough that my bones were face. able to flex rather than break and so they just set it in the doctor's office by bending it back oh my god my parents told me hurt. that they really regret that because i yelled too loud um, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> then can could bend Jesus bones Christ. yeah like when you're young your bones are kind of rubbery bone I th- bender i think when he, when he set it back he he introduced a bunch of cracks into my leg uh doesn't matter. My leg is fine, but because of the how long I had a cast on, my left foot is about a half size smaller than my right foot. Ah. You have all these
1: little parts. Yeah, and so... <laughs> <laughs> just throughout.
3: So then, like, I would break... I would crack. Usually, it was never a clean break. Usually, it was just, like, a crack, you know? And that isn't exactly as bad as a break, but you still have to go through the same sort of procedures, a cast for six weeks, all that stuff. And so... My worst break was when I was like seven years old, I think. I was in second grade. I jumped out of the, the truck bed when we were out camping. I, My sister and I were playing catch. I threw the ball. It went over her head. She missed it. And instead of being normal and going around the truck, I decided to jump and climb up into the truck bed and then launch myself out the other side. But my shoelace caught on a hook, and I just like oh swung God. around and dove into the ground, snapping my arm in half. Basically right here, oh. my whole arm just like <laughs> Flipped backwards. Ah! Oh, hold on a second. Now you saw it. You saw it jiggly. It stayed there. I, it wasn't something I saw. It stayed in that position. My arm, w- like, w- imagine bending your arm upwards like this, but instead of at the wrist, it's halfway up your arm. And we were uh, out camping. This is when I lived. In, I grew up in just Louisiana. Just ruining
0: family vacations left and right.
3: <laughs> and and yeah, we're out uh, Kincaid Lake, I believe, is the campground. It was like two hours from Lafayette, where I grew up, and so. They, yeah, we went to a hospital, all that stuff, got surgery. They tried to set one bone, but the other bone would start, like, poking out, and so they tried to set Uh that bone, and then the first bone started poking out, because both of these bones broke. So they ended up having to put two big metal plates in, titanium Mm -hmm. plates, with four titanium screws on each of those plates. Do they leave those in? No, because I'm seven years old, my arms are still growing. And so, they have to leave it in just long enough for the bone to grow, and then they go back in, and they remove that stuff. But... Clever. There was a time period there where it was healed up enough that I could still continue doing Taekwondo. <laughs> oh, I think I told you the story earlier this week, Yeah, I yeah, story already. <laughs> and so I went to a tournament. I have it. it. A-
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I went to a, a big Taekwondo tournament, and uh, I was in the sparring... Uh, it wasn't like a... I was in the championship, essentially. I was, I was in the finals, uh, facing off against this other dude, Uh, We're kids, you know. It's not like this is Ren's a Taekwondo champion. Wait, was it like (laughs) that final scene
2: in the All Valley Tournament and in uh, Karate Kid? And it's like the mat and the lighting and like the crowd and like the pressure. Was it like that? No. Yes. Okay. Let's just pretend (laughs) it wasn't like that.
3: It was like it was. It was one of those things. We're in like a big stadium. This may have been in New Orleans. I can't remember. Uh, Maybe Baton Rouge. But there's like a bunch of different squares where like you have like five to ten kids doing like you you do you do like forms and whatnot and you get judged on how well you can do the form and then you'd have these Mm -hmm. sparring competitions and i was in the finals of my bracket of sparring and i blocked a kick with my arm and it hurt real bad enough that like we had to stop everything (laughs) i was like crying and stuff and my granted this is what my dad told me last week he's 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 like it's it's bad father time here but i (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you're fine. Get back in there. <laughs> and so I did. I got back in the match, and I won. I won the tournament, and I got first place. I got those big fancy trophies, and then we went to the hospital, got my arm x-rayed, and it had cracked right oh, along the screw there because it's a stress concentration. So I I won the tournament with a broken arm again. Dude, you, you pulled a carry
2: strug. <laughs> Do you remember that gymnast who yeah. like landed on one foot and like <clears throat> won the Olympic oh, yes. yeah. Wow, yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, I wouldn't was,
2: compare myself to that, but it was. This is. I, like, I don't I, know. I'm worried. I'll, this let, is let like let me, let more me intense it. Than, yeah, yeah. Yeah. than it actually was. It wasn't too big of
3: a deal, but it, yeah, because it just meant I had to wear another cast for another six weeks. It was. It wasn't too big of a deal. Yeah. I mean yeah, Whenever we keep going. So uh, yeah, that's that. that I uh, growing up, my whole life, I, I would always say that I had 13 broken bones by the time I was 12. Mm-hmm. That was like, and I'm because I remember doing the math, like, or not necessarily. That was the thing, that was what I always knew, totaled up, and I hadn't ever really broken anything since then until a few years ago we in Vegas and I broke my kneecap <laughs> after NAB because I was <laughs> I was a little sauced. You I'd been watch. I'd been taking pools out of bottles and whatnot. That no, I was alone. No one was there. Uh, I was alone. Mm. Because I was trying to meet up with you guys. You guys were doing that frickin' dangling sky glide thing and I was trying to get to that location. I remember you line, jumping yeah. over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah chain. The, 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 the... It was. I was alone. I was by myself. I was coming from the freaking pinball party oh, you that you guys didn't go then. to. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So I'm in a. I'm in a, a casino, and I need to get to the other side. There's like this long row of empty tables, like blackjack tables or poker or something, but they're all empty, and it's like this big open, like Vegas, twenty foot tall ceiling hallway, right? And I need to get to the other side of these tables to go out the exit on the other side. <laughs> And it's roped off, and I'm like, screw it. Who cares? I'm going to jump over this rope. I'm going to go through here like the rebel I am and just get out of the casino. You're a Taekwondo champion. You can do what you want. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, One years dude, ago. Look out, dude. <laughs> but yeah, so I jumped over the rope, but my foot didn't clear it. And so instead of coming down on my foot, my foot got pulled backwards, and all of my force landed on my kneecap. And it didn't break hmm. my kneecap in half, but it did crack in enough that bone marrow leaked out and formed a bone spur on my oh. kneecap. Mm. <laughs> that was like... Twenty seventeen. I remember we were all yeah. packed into this huge SUV driving back and I was in the very, very back, cramped up like this, being like, guys, my knee hurts. I don't know what I did. It really hurts.
2: <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch the toe hitch, man. When when I used to do the steeplechase in mm. college, which is the one where you jump over those four by four posts on yeah. the in the middle of the track. Isn't and there water it, on the other side? Yeah, <laughs> there's one that has water, yeah. And but if you go over with your toe down, you know so we would do these oh. exercises to practice turning our foot to the side as a habit when you'd go over the hurdle so that way your your toe wouldn't hitch on it oh i'm following now yeah yeah and one time i went over one of those things and it was 100 meters to go and i went over one of those things and i didn't bring my knee up far enough and it mm. just i just <laughs> i just like the top of my knee not like the front plate but like right above it mm. and i just i just and then I got up and kind of stumbled stumbled to the finish. But uh yeah, you got to watch those toe hitches especially in casinos they'll get you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I would I would say that I've been pretty good about not injuring myself devastatingly over the last two decades until about a year ago when I started just going ham.
0: Well yeah, you you heard that we we're going to film son of a dungeon. As is tradition, somebody must always have a broken bone in son of a dungeon. So, you know, for the first first production, you had your broken Collarbone. No,
3: no, so for the first production <laughs> I had just had surgery on my shoulder Like a week or two before And so that was yeah. a thing And so because that was like a, a tissue problem I couldn't move my arm Without f- fear of perhaps tearing What was holding mm-hmm. it all in place And so that was why I had to have my arm secured <clears throat> to my chest here And then you had the shield My collarbone was already fully healed That's at that true. point Then you had the shield that we just attached a shield to your arm yep.
0: yeah. So you're always carrying a shield Yep. <laughs> your arm is actually in a sling <laughs> Behind the shield
3: yeah, and so yeah. That, that was that, that was a fine week. It worked <laughs> out well. And so we've had three different shooting sessions on the green screen for Son of a Dungeon for season two this year. And the mm-hmm. first two went by fine, except for the fact that you
2: had a broken collarbone on the first session.
3: Yep. What is going on here? And like saying, then, <laughs> Something is in the water. I, I'm
2: telling you, there's something about it. <laughs> yeah. At this point, yeah. it's not just a coincidence anymore. It's the show.
3: <laughs> but then, yeah, so then uh, I guess two weeks ago at this point, uh, we, we were doing... Son of a dungeon shooting, and that was that whole week there. I had my my thumb was pretty broken. It was pretty dang broken. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for some context on breaking my thumb, I was at a one wheel <laughs> racing event up in San Jose. It was the Western Qualifiers, and I was going hard. I was going. It was this is some of the most intense one wheeling I've ever done in my whole life. Some of the best one wheeling I've done in my whole life too, and I placed well. I got through everything. It did okay, and it was. All of the sketchy stuff, I was fine, totally fine, uninjured, except for like the falls that I took that bruised me up. That's fine. It was literally like a few minutes before the awards ceremony. It wasn't even awards. It was like literally them saying who had the top eight times Mm -hmm. out of the eighty people that showed up. Were you one
2: of those guys?
3: No, I was not. I I ranked twenty sixth, which I was pretty disappointed with, to be honest. But I was only a few seconds away from the top fifteen, and I had my first. Now we're talking about one-wheeling, and I want to defend my (laughs) position here. Yeah, basically, I could have gone a little faster. I know I could have gone faster, but I wanted to have a clean run because every time you fell off one of the features, you had a 10-second penalty. Mm. And so my first run, I was focused on making a clean run, uh, being conservative. And I was, and I still laid down a pretty fast time. But the second run, I was like, okay, time to go fast. And I was booking it so hard. I was doing well, but then I fell off a couple features and took like 20 seconds of penalties, so that time was was yeah. gross so yeah whatever um i get to the end of the day i'm not expecting to place well and i'm just kind of like we're it's at a skate park it's lake cunningham's uh skate park up in san jose and super awesome place if we ever get a chance to go back there we gotta go back there uh, and so there's this huge tunnel it's like a it's like a big tunnel that goes down into the skate park thing and i was just riding around the outside of it and i had some friends up on top of the tunnel and I was looking ahead, and I, and I see that there's nothing ahead of me. There's some shadows from a rail up above onto the the sidewalk there. I'm like, okay. And I, I look back up to the my friends who were up on top of the the big tunnel thing, and Bodhi was one of the guys, and uh, one of the best one-wheelers out there, just saying. <laughs> I didn't see the rail that was blending in perfectly with the shadows. It was perfectly front-on, so it just looked like a strip That was the exact same shape and color as the shadows from the rail up above, (laughs) and it perfectly coincided. I just didn't see it, and I hit it, and so it stopped the one wheel flat. I fly forward, slam, or I sandwich my hand between the rail and my hip. I continue to flip over. My feet are now up in the air, and I'm sliding along on my helmet upside down before eventually falling over on the backside, and I'm like completely dazed. Uh, some of the guys who uh, ran over who had seen it said that I was knocked out because I was kind of there for a few seconds. Then I tried to get up and I collapsed back down. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, wow. Uh We checked for a concussion. No concussion. I'm pretty sure I'm fine. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, well, and so I was like, okay. And fine. so I get up and I'm like, man, my hand hurts. And I like, I press it and I just feel it shift. Oh. I'm like, okay, this is either broken or uh, dislocated. I've never heard of this spot dislocating, but I assume it's possible. And... So Jan didn't actually I was there at the competition with Jan. Uh he wasn't at that specific spot, but he was around the corner, so he came around. I'm like, "All right, Jan, we got to go. I broke my hand." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> and yeah, cuz apparently I was so casual <clears throat> about it that he just didn't quite believe me at first. I this is something I've learned about myself when it comes to like traumatic moments. I tend to get very calm and focused and clear-headed which is good thank god <laughs> <laughs> i tend to not panic in, in in extreme situations like that same thing when when yeah i don't yeah i want to go into it when Obi died it was uh i was very calm and collected we got yeah it was a thing mm-hmm. but it was what i noticed last year when i broke my shoulder no collarbone you were there you helped mm-hmm. me get the my sweatshirt off yeah
0: i remember the first thing was like. I really like the sweatshirt. They're gonna have to cut off me with scissors if we don't take it off right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's good thinking.
0: Yeah, you know? And, really
3: and good because, obvious. like, I got you. I take. I put shirts on my babies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. You only had one kid at the time. This was so, a so, year Red, ago. Oh, you're right.
2: Th- with with the rise of uh, personal electric vehicles, mm-hmm. uh, scooters, skateboards, one wheels, have you seen a direct correlation in the rise of broken bones? yes okay
3: as a general so. trend yes because there are more this is the law of numbers right it's like you take a percentage of anything let's say one percent of all ev riders out there will eventually break a bone yeah and if that number of if the total number of ev riders is 100 then there's only one person but the total number of people riding these things and i'm not talking about just one wheels i'm talking about Uh, electric skateboards scooters all of that stuff EUCs the electric unicycles yeah that number is growing pretty rapidly and so just by necessity the percentage with the assuming the percentage doesn't really change like the number of people getting injured is going up right the thing that I've noticed is that I only ever get injured when I stop paying attention to the road Hmm. to the moment I mean
0: that's kind of a rule yeah Yeah, and and (laughs) it's
3: a rule that I've I try to live by and it's like had I actually been looking forward the entire time, I may have seen the, the rail at the last moment and been able to dodge it. I'm good at dodging stuff at the last moment. But the fact of the matter was, I in the maybe the two or three seconds leading up to the hit, I wasn't looking. Same thing when I broke my collarbone last year. I didn't pay attention to the battery level on my one-wheel. It was around 30%. And with how batteries work, yes, it may have 30% battery capacity left, but it doesn't mean it has full power. And so I tried to catch up with Sam on his e-bike and I just tried to pull too much power out of the one wheel. I wasn't even going that fast. Maybe You're 17 or 18. you fast. I mean, okay, let's say I was going <laughs> 20. The one wheel yeah. shouldn't just nosedive at 20 miles an hour, but because it had a low battery, it couldn't output the power and I didn't accommodate for that. And so I went down the shoulder. When I broke my shoulder, there was a. A sewing machine in the sidewalk and I was like what the heck is that as I'm like riding by it and I hit like a little divot in the sidewalk it rolled the one wheel out from under me and I literally just collapsed I went straight down and landed on my elbow causing my shoulder to explode out Ooh. same thing when, uh, before the TED talk a few years ago uh, <laughs> when I went to go pick up my shoes from the, the thing I'm going down through skid row and I, hit a, I was like oh I'm coming up to a T junction here I need to either turn left or right I'm going to open up Google Maps to see which one it is hit a pothole i didn't see it because i was on my phone just for a second mm. and that was that was i've crashed pretty hard and gotten uh in two different locations one in skid row one at the rose bowl during a soccer tournament so there's tons of white people everywhere <laughs> in skid row a couple uh homeless dudes came around over and like i saw the whole thing helped me up they were great when i uh crashed at the rose bowl a lot of people saw me everyone ignored me mm. And I was like writhing in pain in the middle of the street, and there's like a car just patiently waiting for me to just get the hell out of the way. They were <laughs> honking, you know. Could have been worse. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose that was yeah, that was a side point. But yeah, it's you. That's why I always feel kind of safer whenever I'm pushing it hard one wheeling because it demands 100% of my attention. I'm sure you understand. It's like Mm -hmm. when you're riding on a trail, it's like you you can't have the luxury of just like, la-da-da, look at the scenery. It's like, no, you're literally looking at the 10 to 30 feet in front of you, and that's the only thing you're focused on. Right. And when that is the case, I never hurt myself. Yeah.
1: One wheels freak me out. I mean, I've been on it one time with you, and I literally <laughs> felt like a little baby. I've never felt more like a little baby in my life. Than I mean, I the e-bikes go. are for then; it's yeah. for people who don't want to do one wheel for little babies. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's like I, I don't know. I, I'm, he- I'm, I want more people to ride one wheels. It's my favorite thing in the world, despite having broken four bones in the last year. I haven't on broken a any bones in the one wheel. I've a color I, bone. Oh, that was, that that was, was the, the e-bike. e-bike. <laughs> yeah, I was paying
0: attention. I very much was like. I'm gonna send it. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't send it.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, you send
3: yourself. You forgot to put the postage on the on the letter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Return to sender. Too hesitant. Yeah. I
1: I didn't grow up riding anything that required balance, so I'm wondering about getting a balance board or something. Would that help? Because I feel like to go just to a one wheel directly from nothing, like never skateboarding. That's what any, Jan did, and it worked for him.
3: Jan he had got never had a balance
1: board. No. Oh, he went
3: straight to the one wheel. He had never skateboarded or snowboarded or surfed or balance boarded anything like that, and he just got a one wheel. Well, he he got a one wheel as a gift, and it was a very nice and lucky gift. And he was like, okay, and he it took him about a month or so to really get his bearings, Mm. and like now he's he raced at the race. Okay, that's and he placed okay. I think he got like sixty first or something like that out of the seventy seven or eighty people there. So, but don't forget, these are like the top riders in the country showing up. So it's like
0: arguably the world.
3: Yeah, yeah. my goals list just has "don't fall on
1: it." So, that, do, you, do you ride a bike? You know how to ride a bike? I know how to ride a bike. I oh. was a late bloomer with a bike for Wait, sure. Didn't you say snowboard? I have snowboarded. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of Fenner, but Fenner's I a yeah, F- Fenner, Fenner, or Jonah, Jonah and, I'm thinking of Jonah. Yeah, yeah. So they all have the the inbuilt balance. But I've I've gone snowboarding like twice in my life, and I spent most of the time sliding on my back down mm. the mountain. <laughs> you know, as you can expect, and yeah, I just I, it's annoying because there's so many things I want to do that require balance. And I feel like I just need the push to consistently do it. But with these roads out here, these these dirty LA pothole ridden roads, <laughs> this it's fun so playground, terrifying. You mean? <laughs> yeah, and like everyone comes in with broken bones, and you
3: know, that's my That's my, sad, <laughs> that's <laughs> my sadness. Is that like I love this so much, and yet I feel like I'm just pushing people further away from one wheeling, mm-hmm. and that's what mm-hmm. I don't want. But mm-hmm. I, it's, I I also can't sit here and be like, oh yeah, it's safe. It's totally fine. It's obviously not. Yeah. You do run a risk every time you get on the board that you will get catastrophically injured. Yeah. But I don't know. I it's...
0: mean you just don't go faster than you're willing to fall.
3: Yeah. yeah. Christian cruises on it. Yeah. He,
0: just... Christian goes
1: fast. Yeah. 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 You you were riding yours inside the uh, the Alamo Theater. Like we were we were going to the theater <laughs> and he was literally riding through the hallway and I was like, that's so dope. Like
0: <laughs> so the, awesome. The thing about the one wheel that like I think makes it different than pretty much every other electric vehicle out there. It's like the only e-vehicle that you can pick up and carry with you when you walk through the door of your destination. Well, you like your restaurant, you pick it up. Electric. Well, I guess electric skateboards. Yeah. yeah. No, that's
3: no, the one time. Okay. Skate. Electric
0: skateboards are in the same class, but they're I, not nearly as like versatile. They're a lot lighter I'm than sure. a one wheel. But like, they uh, versatility,
3: absolutely. I hear you there. Yeah. I'm, I, I rode a boosted board for two years before eventually getting into one wheeling and I could never go back. Yeah. But, like, I grew up snowboarding. Uh, at a certain point, I started skateboarding for a little while, but that didn't last too long. And then through college, I longboarded a lot, like longboarding from where I lived to the university campus. Um, yeah, and then electric skateboards, and then eventually one wheels. I've been one wheeling for six and a half years now. <laughs> oh, thing. We... But, yeah, it's, so to answer your question, do you need balance? Well, obviously, yes. You need balance to walk, uh, and having better balance will assist you, but you don't need to have experience... Writing this sort of thing in order to pick it up. Yeah, it's just a it's a time factor. You know, it might just take a little bit more time. Exposure. This guy, freaking Jake, got a one wheel and two days later was doing a curb nudge. We made a whole video about it.
2: <laughs> yes, we did. Do you still <laughs> yeah. ride it, Jake? Well, it's it's under the stairs, if you, behind you, if it. you want to ride <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I leave it. I leave it there just so that way I have it if I need it when I'm there because I don't have a yeah. car there. Which is a good um, idea. Yeah. I mean, you've done the steakhouse in uh, the one wheel before that is yep. true yeah yep. I, I started on skateboards and then uh, snowboarding I mean if you spend a That's day right. or two you just falling down a hill on a snowboard and then you figure out the snowboard pretty much after that any board balance based board they all function somewhat similarly I mean mm-hmm. there's certain nuances to each one in particular but um, yeah wakeboarding snowboarding skateboarding one wheeling uh so by the time I got the one wheel I had I had done most of that stuff and um I don't know I just I had a very athletic like childhood I was cause I had three I had two older brothers and I was always trying to keep up with them and and follow them and <laughs> do the do the sports and the activities they were doing so I had to pick things up relatively quickly
1: Yeah that's the the one application that I really see it being beneficial for is like you it's hard to find parking here
2: yeah. And typically you have to park
1: really far away. Yeah. And you guys just zoom past me and I'm walking like a little dork <laughs> with my lunch. Like, <laughs> and you always pass me and I'm always so jealous. Good like, morning. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm at I, a point now where I
3: literally just park on another street down the road. Yeah. I would prefer to have the, the the confidence that there will be an available spot and just mm-hmm. go straight to that and then just like one wheel a quarter mile. Cruise like it's over. not a big deal.
1: Yeah, just pick it up, put it down, ride it, pick it up, put it down, and go to work. Yeah. yeah. That's the move. I had a, a interaction with a homeless guy down this alleyway last Ugh. week that made i told jake about it already Ugh. but that really made me want to one wheel because i could have just zoom zoomed away like <laughs> no problem whatsoever but uh yeah I, I was coming out from my my car and i was i was doing the long walk and there was a guy in a wheelchair who's kind of like pushing himself he had one leg so he's like mm. pushing himself down the uh the alleyway and we were on a collision course i don't know if you know this guy maybe you've seen him before in the alley but we were on a collision course and I was gonna like double back or like bide some time and let him pass. But I was like, "Nah, there's no no real reason to do that. So I had my, my phone in my one hand, I was like texting and I had my lunch in my other one. Um, and as we're getting closer to each other, he like looks over his shoulder and sees me and he goes, hey, hey you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, dude, it's like 10 in the morning. Not right now. And he comes, he like pulls himself with his one leg super fast. I don't know how he did it. I was like, like, is that an e-wheelchair? Like it was incredible speed. And he rode up to like where he's literally touching my leg. He's so close. And his eyes are wide and he's just so, he looks so wild. I'm just like staring him in the eyes. I'm terrified. And he goes, drop a lighter and a cigarette. (laughs) And and I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I don't. And he just goes, Wah! and he smacks the food out of my hand. <laughs> what? And yeah, he smacks what? the food and the, <clears throat> the carton opens and like my chicken flies everywhere. <laughs> no! Yeah. All over the street. And I'm like, whoa. Dude, street me, Whoa. Relax. <laughs> Relax. And he's like, never come down here without a lighter and a cigarette when there's a redhead around. What? And Red I'm head. like, where's the redhead? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what? Please just relax. <laughs> so as so I like make space, and then I start walking. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna walk away. We're all good. And I was just waiting for him to wheel up behind me and keep it going. I was like, I do not want this right now, man. Like anyway, wow. I Dang, made space, but he was lunch. he was cruising up and down for the rest of the day, uh, just up and down the
3: alleyway. And I was like, which what? alleyway what? is this? Is this like on the street here? Sorry, I say alleyway. Enter-
2: like Enterprise. The,
1: the, the Enterprise. street. Like hundred yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, enter- it's kind of like an alleyway, <laughs> in a way. But it was the cra- like it was on yeah. Enterprise. Yeah, so it, it was like the wildest experience I've had, and I was like, man, that's when a one will would be really handy. Because he'd be like, hey, you! <laughs> All
3: right, Yep, <laughs> at work, man. pop it up, go inside. Another, real quick, though, to comment again on my broken hand here. I have specifically not made any mention of this publicly <laughs> until now. Same thing with my toe. So the toe, when I broke that, that was because I... Okay, that actually was me doing some tricks on a one wheel. That wasn't me like not paying attention uh, that I, I basically I was on this ramp and i I'd, I'd bonked off the the back of it and I'd landed, but the, the it was a metal lid a metal lip, and the wheel had kind of like slipped out on it, so i I stumbled off of it, not a big deal, except the one wheel had gotten air and then vertically fell onto my foot oh, mm. no. and it cracked my toe, my big toe the very end of it in two spots, just like mm. at the base and then at the tip, just two little cracks. Mm. You got an uh, x-ray? Yes. Mm. Yes. And and there's not really much you can do with it. Maybe just like stay off of it. Not much you can do with a broken toe. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, to fix it, I guess you can wrap it to your other toe, but like whatever. Um, yeah, and it's, it's pretty much fine now. I can, I can now bend it again, but uh, that was like literally just imagine taking a 30-pound weight and just lifting it up about two feet off of your foot and just drop it. Nope. Mm. (laughs) that was that was what anyway my point is that like I haven't talked about this stuff one because I'm like I'm a little embarrassed I'm like another one another one (laughs) come on I'm becoming a freaking caricature of myself but the other thing is that like I didn't want to get all the comments that I got with the collarbone now every time I post anything or anyone posts anything where I'm doing something even remotely sketchy everyone's like oh careful don't want to lose your collarbone again
2: or like something like that not break they'll say (laughs)
3: weird stuff like that and it's like I see that comment all the time now and it's like I'm very tired of it and I'm just like I don't want to get that with my hand is that your kryptonite is that is that is that the way to like
0: make you lose your cool like if we're playing ping pong and you get in your head I'll be like, hey, Ren, <laughs> don't lose that collarbone. And you're like,
1: yeah. don't talk about my bones.
3: <laughs> God dang it, Nico. You just had to go and say that. Now you've just made this whole problem worse. <laughs> now people are going to specifically say that in the comments of this video. And, Dude, we'll know who
0: listens to this in the office because next Smash game, somebody will bring it up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> don't lose your collarbone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, funny. so I'm just like, I don't know. This is me trying to like, can I get through this without like, talking about it, because when I broke my collarbone last year, I made a whole Instagram post, I talked <clears> about it and whatnot, and then, of course, the shoulder surgery, which was a separate thing, um, and so this time around, I was just like, maybe I don't have to share this, maybe this can be just for me, maybe I can just, like, you know. This one's for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this one's for me. Yeah, and so, like, just, just I, just, I didn't, didn't want to make a
3: thing about it, you know, like, Daniel wanted to, like, sh- do the whole video, because this does <clears> impact <throat> stuff here, and there's a story to be told, and I was like, I don't want to tell that story, Daniel. I don't really wanna focus on this. I, I wanna move on from this. I'm I don't want to break bones despite what my experience might show. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I was just I'm like, come on, this Fortunately this is, this hasn't been that big of a deal. It's not really hindered my life that much. I still go one wheeling kind of intensely, but it's fine. Kind of
0: intensely. Yeah, this is Ren, the twenty-sixth fastest one wheeler on the planet.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I could, I could have been faster. I know I could have been
0: faster. Oh, you know, you gotta try again. I guess. Yeah. Um, Man. I don't know where to go with this podcast at this point. Yeah, you know, I, I saw in the
3: subreddit someone was like, "Hey, does anyone know of any other sort of like filmmaking podcasts?" I'm, I don't really want to hear them talk about broken bones or yeah. or stuff yeah. or their age difference. And I was like, "This is oh, this for that. This is for one. that guy, right?" There. Yeah, yeah. This this, this podcast, podcast is specifically for him, despite him. <laughs> no, uh, so I guess we can talk about filmmaking stuff. More specifically, no, technology stuff.
0: <laughs> no, no, we're on Broken Bones. This isn't now a Filmmaking this, Frog podcast. This is this <laughs> is fun. the
2: secret po- podcast where Ren reveals to the public for the first time his broken thumb. <laughs> oh my god. That's
3: going to be the title of this now.
0: God dang it. I, I didn't oh, yeah. think about like what filmmaking things could bring up, but to be honest with you, this is coming about 40 minutes into a podcast about Broken Bones. It's just a weird It's a weird topic pairing. We should just keep this about stuff that's not filmmaking. We could keep talking about one wheels. Both you and I have been on the GT for a while. Yeah, we could do an impromptu GT
3: review. I mean, I suppose I have two GTS now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have one that I purchased and one that Future Motion gifted to me. Mm -hmm. That it's (laughs) oh my god! I don't know if I want to go here. Uh I have so Uh many Uh complex Uh thoughts. And I don't know if this is the right venue for it, at least today. Should we, should we reverse out? No, I mean, let me, let me put it this way. Um, when, the, when the GT was announced last October, I got a text from Future Motion basically saying, hey, don't worry, we'll get you a GT. And I was like, oh, awesome! Hell yeah, this is the best ever! Because I was prepared to like literally pre-order right in the first five minutes that I could, like Jan did. And and then I would have had my GT on day one essentially, mm-hmm. and I was like very excited for that. And they're like, "Oh, we'll get you one." I was like, "Oh, even better, a free one wheel." These things are expensive. Mm-hmm. And then the launch of the one wheel came and went. Nothing. They're like, "Oh yeah, sorry, we don't have any marketing boards to send out right now." I'm like, "Okay." Um, apparently they they uh, made a uh, I don't know what you call it. They decided to fulfill all pre orders before sending out boards, which is i think a good idea on the surface topically i think it's a it's one of those things that looks good on paper because they can tell their investors that they're doing everything that they can to like fill pre-orders and whatnot but the problem that they accidentally created is that they allowed everyone who bought their one wheels and the one wheel community i love them there is a there's a degree of entitlement <laughs> in the community you one might say Yeah, (laughs) I mean, you know, it it just comes with the territory of a certain type of people who who can afford a $2,000 device and and whatnot. Everyone in the community that I've ever interacted with, they've all been super rad. But nonetheless, there is a degree of entitlement. And so when the one wheel started not meeting expectations of what like the best possible hypothetical one wheel could be, negative reviews started. Piling in like crazy, and it Whoa. was a bit of a fiasco. It was like a legitimate fiasco. On top of that, there was an actual hardware problem where the GTS were ghosting, and what mm-hmm. that means is that the sensor that detects that you're on it wasn't deactivating. So people would get off the one wheel, but would... the one wheel would think that someone's still on it, and it would just leave. Oh my gosh! That's like a big issue. Nope. I hate to say it; it's still an issue. It's still kind of an issue. Mm-hmm. I had my my brand new board with which is supposed to not have any problems ghost over the weekend Ooh, yeah uh just fortunately i caught got it home? and oh, it didn't okay. go anywhere and but the wheel was spinning and so you have to like lift the board vertically to stop it and turning it off and back on fixed the problem i've not had the problem since and i've been very aware of it but yeah so that's actually a big problem for a company that like existentially um and they've just been trying to navigate all that they've yeah. they've had a lot of. They've had a hard time this year. It's been a They've tough had a lot time. of negative feedback. <laughs> but because the... they also fell on the wrong side of right to repair.
1: Yep. Well, I'm I'm confused though because did they overpromise and underdeliver? Or was it just people made <clears throat> up their own like, oh it's gonna have this, that, and this, that, because it was shrouded in L- secrecy? I'd say a little
0: bit
3: of I don't they didn't really overpromise, but yeah, a little bit of both, I would say. They they what they promised they did deliver. It is a much more powerful one wheel. It goes a lot further. It like actually delivers on these things. But the complaints that were coming out were from, like, very, very seasoned riders with thousands of miles under their belt who are complaining that, like, the half centimeter of extra height from the rails being a little thicker makes it a little bit more top-heavy, and so it doesn't handle very well. The tire is very, very, very hard and very rounded, and so it makes for, like, kind of a weird ride, and so... People were hating it to the point that like people would get a GT and then just like put it in a closet and continue riding their old one wheel and like this has been going on for months. And then they eventually came out with an update that solved most of the problems. Mm -hmm. It's still a little top heavy. The wheel still kind of sucks, but at least it handles better now. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, it was one of those that they launched before the software was quite ready. Mm -hmm. And for software being the most important aspect of a wheel, it wasn't quite good. But they fixed it. A very clear example was. When you
0: when you went to, uh, when you started hitting your top speed on the wheel, the wheel tilts back, kind of mm. makes you do a Captain Morgan pose, and that's to tell you like, hey, you're going, you're reaching the top speed. You go too much faster, and the motor won't be able to hold you up. The nose will dip. Um, so they had a pretty aggressive tilt back in there. The thing is, when you're going down hills, you start going fast, you start hitting that point, but you have more headroom when you're going down the hill because <clears throat> the motor doesn't have to work as hard mm-hmm. to, to push. So you're going down a hill, you're going down a steep hill, you start approaching that top speed, and suddenly the bar goes whoop. And like slams back in you and puts into that Captain Morgan pose when you're going like 20 miles an hour, and that's not that's dude, not dude. It's good. it's yeah. so dangerous because yeah.
3: the moment your tail is now scraping on the ground, oh, you're locked. That far? Well, I mean uh, like think about going it. down a. Steep I get, hill. Oh okay. But yes. like let's let's just say hypothetically, if if <clears throat> if you are tail scraping, you lose control of your direction because it acts like a fin or rudder, I should say, and you're now kind of locked going directly straight. uh... From the board's perspective mm-hmm. but if you're if you start losing your balance or you're trying to go this way well you're going one direction and your board is going another it means you're going to fall off yeah. yeah it's just how it is it's happened to me many times it's usually run it out it's not a big deal i've run out i've had to bail off of a board and run out hundreds of times i'm sure uh but imagine you're going 20 miles an hour you're feeling fine and whatnot but you're and you're going along the other thing is that it would activate quickly. The mm-hmm. pushback would happen very quickly, and it would throw you off balance. And so, imagine being thrown off balance into a situation where you're now tail dragging at top speed. Jeez. Yeah. The XR didn't do that. The V1 or plus didn't do that either. And it was they you know, fixed that since they
0: fixed it since. But that's also one of those things. Was like, did you guys have anybody that went twenty miles an hour down a hill on this thing? So I'm yeah.
3: I'm convinced yeah. they didn't really do any sort of testing with pro riders mm-hmm. uh, before the board launched. They did do a bunch of testing after the board launched. They brought in a couple of the top riders. I was talking with uh, my friend Neil Bennett, who literally just won the race that I was at last oh, wow. uh, two weeks ago. He won the whole thing. Uh, he placed, I think, fifth or sixth in the time trials, so he was able to get into that top eight uh, for the next day where they actually were doing dual slalom racing, and he won. Anyway, he he was telling me that like they brought him in, and he spent hours talking with the CEO and like just describing all the things that he should be expecting but aren't getting from the response to the board and all this stuff and they and and him and along with several other writers they took their feedback and they implemented it intelligently and and improved the board like this was the best thing i think they've done and it really worked but the fact that they've always been so secretive about everything Mm. has been a problem you know they this is a company where uh, they they're inside they're they're fragmented like parts of the company don't talk to each other you have to have like it's almost like top level security clearance just to go into a certain room where they have like the GT prototype mm-hmm. a year ago. Like the marketing team is so separated from the rest of the company that it, it hurts my soul. You know, <laughs> these are good people. I like the guys at Future Motion. And, you know, they always mean well. They're super chill. And yet they're kind of just, they've got their hands like tied behind their backs so often. Which brings us back kind of full circle
0: to what we're, what led us on this tangent here, which is, they didn't send out any boards to people yeah. before they fulfilled pre-orders, which, as a marketing move goes, means you end up with everybody who's complaining about the boards setting the conversation yeah. rather than people who right. love the boards. I mean, I guess a lot of people bought the boards would love the board, too, but it just becomes a negative conversation instantly, yeah. and now you're
3: fighting that on top of everything And to else. be clear, there were tons of people who loved the GT when they got them, but mm-hmm. th- it, the people who are angry about it are the vocal ones, you know? Like... Uh, and yeah, and so this goes on for months. The the one wheel I think launched I think in March, like mid March, I think is when Jan got his. He got it in the first few days. And I was like, Oh any day now, I'm gonna be sent mine. And then like a month goes by, and then two months goes by and it's like it's starting to become evident that I'm not gonna get a one-wheel. And I got my soon. one wheel on the way now. Oh yeah. And <laughs> Red's just like, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh
3: yeah. Dude, that was the day we shot uh the 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 challenge, the Iron Chef Iron video. Yeah. Okay. Because you were sitting on the couch and you're like, I did it. You had to hit purchase. I was like, oh. And what was crazy is that like I ended up purchasing mine like three or four weeks after that. And ours arrived within the same week. Yep. So we were at that point where it's like they had caught up on their pre-orders. But even after that... I didn't get much time to gloat, basically, is what happened. (laughs) Yeah. And so... Because here's the thing. I take one-wheeling very seriously. I I want to be very good at one-wheeling. I want to race, and I want to be competitive. I didn't get a chance last year because I broke my collarbone a week before the qualifying race. Basically, Mm -hmm. the thing I did two weeks ago, I broke my collarbone a week before that. And so I didn't even get a chance to try. And... It's been driving me crazy not knowing exactly how I stack up against these riders because I think I'm really good, but I've not had a chance to prove myself. And so I know this race is coming up. We're going to have to ride GTs, and I'm not getting a chance to practice. Mm. And I'm like, guys, I really appreciate the thought <laughs> that you're going to give me a one-wheel, but I need to train. This is... And so I bought one. I, just, I decided yeah. to stop waiting. I decided to stop following up, and so I bought one. Uh, that board ended up also kind of dying. The battery had this weird issue where it was dying at 50%, and so I need to send that in to get fixed. Um, but I have another one wheel that I can ride now, so it's great. But they, oh, I only got that the new red one wheel a week ago. The one that they sent you? Yes, the one that they sent me for free. Very generous. I appreciate it. Uh, but, you know, it's like had they sent it to me like right before people got their one wheels and we had a chance to make a video about it, Chances are I would have been pretty dang positive about it. I'm positive about One Wheels in general. And that could have helped shape the, the conversation and the narrative around the new GT. But they made a decision to fulfill all pre-orders before sending out marketing. because I think they didn't want to get the comments from investors being like, why are you sending out boards to Mr. YouTuber person over there when there's still people who paid you money who haven't received their board yet? What are you doing? And it's like –
0: Arguably you sold – thousands of one wheels like if there's one person on the planet it's like he paid for the one wheel
3: a hundred times over so That's okay Ren, you know um <laughs> yeah. i will like okay they did tell me to my face at race for the rail last year that they think i have sold more one wheels than any single person yeah this is coming from the people I mean, who there's only really a wheels.
0: thread on like the one wheel subreddit that said what made you guys buy a one wheel The vast majority of people said Ren.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, I don't really feel bad about getting a free one wheel. They did send me a a Pint X uh, last October, and they did send me an XR last year. They have now sent me three one wheels for free. Mm. So I have a lot of one wheels at this point. Mm -hmm. Granted, both my XRs are dead. (laughs) The BMS inside of the battery has died, and so I harvested my other BMS from the board they sent me, put it in that one, then that one also died. Because we
0: have BMSs that are early before they pair them to the...
3: Yeah, there's a whole thing. And so, what I was mentioning earlier about the right to repair, the one-wheel GT launched, and then it came out that if you unplugged the battery, you bricked the board. Uh, uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. (laughs) And... Instantly, huge, huge, huge uproar. Uh, uproar. It's to stop you from repairing it yourself.
1: is that the Yeah. Idea or... So
3: basically, their their argument is that you know you should not be repairing your board because this is a dangerous thing. Uh, we don't want to have the liability of you hurting yourself because of something that you did. We don't want the board to die on you when you're going 20 miles an
0: hour and, and throw you face first into the. Board. And
3: and so the whole right to repair argument is that like really you're not going to trust us to do something like this like a simple little repair and we do not have enough time to go into it. I have been paying very very careful attention to all of this. I've watched Lewis Rossman's videos. Mm-hmm. I agree and disagree to very large degrees. I just yeah, I, yeah, anyway. Lewis Rossman is a is a YouTuber who's very into like Computers and PC builds and and electronics and stuff like that and repairing it. And he's very vocal about it. And so he started going (laughs) on a huge tirade, multiple videos over the course of a couple months against Future Motion. Oh, he was out to get Future Motion. And to a small (laughs) degree, there's a little bit of schadenfreude. I'm like, yeah, get him. Because (laughs) I have broken so many one wheels that I've just been forced to repair them myself. But I fortunately have the technical skill set to do that. They're not that hard to fix. Well, I mean, to a degree, you have... Well, yeah, I mean Aspects it's like I it. I've, yeah. I've opened up the XR controller module with like the circuitry insight and I've resoldered components. I've done that That part's hard to fix. dozens <laughs> of times. Now, I've fixed my friends' boards, I fixed my board. Fixed my board? Uh, your board, yeah. And and it's something that the first time I learned about it, I had sent my XR back to Future Motion for them to fix, but they decided that it wasn't covered under warranty, and so I had to pay $350 to fix it. Eventually, after multiple email exchanges, I was able to get Information about what exactly was wrong, and they pointed out that the the foot pad and the motor hall sensor they plug into these little ports here, which are on PCBs uh, perpendicular to the actual uh, circuit board, and the pins go through that PCB and are soldered. But if if you're to pull on it too hard and then push in on it, it'll actually kind of de- it'll it'll separate the solder and the pin from that PCB board, so it's essentially like cutting it. Mm. The way to fix that is you just put a, you just heat it back up with a little bit of solder you reflow the solder and it reconnects it good to go but they didn't fix it they just replaced it and they charged me for it Mm -hmm. but because i was able to get because i was able to actually get an engineer to actually send me a photo of the crack and point out the problem to me i was like oh that's all i could have done that and then i fixed i literally turned around that evening and fixed my v1 which had the same problem (laughs) (laughs) i fixed it now i had a working one wheel before Mm -hmm. i actually got my xr back anyway long story short I, future motion has gone out of their way to make it difficult to personally repair one wheels and this has been a problem since the beginning but because of lewis rossman everyone thinks this is a brand new problem starting this year i'm like mm-hmm. this is like <laughs> just throw it onto the list of of the sort of anti-repair things that they've done over the years to try to get you to stop repairing things and so they were not a fan of the tire replacement video that i did four years ago at this point it was like mm-hmm. 2017 i was one of the first people to ever replace a tire on a one wheel i didn't do it a, t- a guy at a tire shop did it but point being um and then at some point like within a, a, the next year uh i did that battery mod thing yeah, where i was able to do it's ride. called charge and ride yeah or i was able to have an external battery pack Basically, go through some circuitry and then plug into the one wheel so that the one wheel thought it was charging while I was still riding. It essentially added another battery pack in parallel to give you more range. And I was able to go the same distance that an XR could. We did a whole video about that on the crew channel as well. Didn't like that one, did they? (laughs) No, and so that was the thing. I got an email from uh, the company later that year being like, hey, man. You can't be doing these – I mean we don't like it when you do involved mods and make videos about them because what you're not seeing is that behind the scenes people are being like, oh, I can do that too. And then they do it and they mess it up and then they have to send their board in to get repaired and then they expect Future Motion to cover it under warranty for something they messed up, which obviously they shouldn't if if that was the case. Like in Future Motion's credit, I did kind of like open up the case to see what the problem was. And I put it back together and sent it in because I, I didn't know what the problem was. And they're like, "Yeah, you opened up the case. We we're not going to cover that under warranty, so you have to pay three hundred fifty dollars now." <laughs> I'm okay with that because I did open it up. I'm let me phrase.
0: I'm more
2: okay
3: with
0: yeah. That. I'm not okay <laughs> with just like I just opened it, guys. I don't know.
2: Like, That's the, it, I know. It, like, yeah. Ren, you're, you're very. I don't know if you would notice it or not, but you're very biased in their favor because yes, you're a, such a, I, I you're admit a huge that. fan of their product. But to to me, somebody that isn't that like I have one and I enjoy it, but just thinking about it unbiasedly they're stodgy to a point where it's hurting them in terms of like what people's perception of the product is. I think, Mm -hmm. and it's, I think that's pretty clear at this point. Like, and I think
3: they've realized that now. Yeah. They, they are actually starting to improve. They've, and and i've talked with the guys at future motion uh about some of their future plans and you know like the first thing they did is that now you can install other people's tires on your one wheel and you can actually buy a spare tire and install it yourself from future motion this is unheard of over the last six seven years and they're now like okay the next problem though is that like okay great you know what i'm totally happy paying you to fix my battery just swap out the component i don't care but I live in in Germany and I have to ship my one wheel across the ocean to freaking Santa Cruz to get fixed <laughs> yeah, or San Jose, wherever they're actually. Like if you can make it hard to repair, then give me access to places that can repair. And that's the crux of the problem. Is yeah. that like, OK, fine, fine. I make it so that I, I, I can't repair this, but at least make it more easy to get my board fixed. And, and with only one repair center handling all of the repairs for all. Uh, two or three hundred thousand one wheels out there probably more at this point that was the number i heard like a year or two ago um yeah, yeah it, and it's it's short-sighted it's it's a it's 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 a mistake if you for future
0: motion to be as stringent for not letting people repair the boards they try to be to not have any other avenue for people to repair the boards is a mistake and that's bad policy like they need also to there's that. a whole there's a whole avenue here
2: there's a whole avenue here in terms of specializing and stylizing and customizing your board to how you want to ride it and how you want it to be that is it's a subculture in so many different other areas of machines or mm-hmm. manufactured absolutely pieces that they're missing out on this whole I think subculture that would really I think foster if if they just let it go and they let people do cool mod videos and i get the concern about how you know modifying it leads them to have a pain in the in the neck when they have to repair something that somebody broke but you can also fix that with good lawyers who understand what your manufacturing process is and who understand what the actual internal workings of of the company are mm -hmm. And, and you don't necessarily need to be going oh no so when you when you're denying this really vibrant culture that could could result from letting people do mods.
3: Yeah. So something that I I think most people fail to acknowledge and realize is what's happening behind the scenes. Future Motion is getting sued a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot like, of lawsuits like are happening. There's like 70 something open cases right now. Right now, Jesus, mm-hmm. yeah. And because people have died on the one wheel. People mm-hmm. have died falling off of it, usually because they weren't wearing a helmet and they cracked their head open. Um Early on, they I allegedly uh, wear your they, helmets. <laughs> allegedly, earlier on, when they first started getting sued, they settled, mm. and oh no, and so that that put a target on their back to get sued more again, allegedly, and 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 so that created the the situation where now they're getting sued all of the time, and that's what they actually spend a lot of their time dealing with is just handling all this stuff, having to go around and verifying that. Parts really haven't been tampered with, or and, and really were functioning correctly, but were misused. All of this stuff. On top mm-hmm. of that, you know, it's like they have contracts with the battery manufacturers and suppliers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have to go through uh, pretty stringent, like well, they should levels of. They should bring of, over. Well, oh, hold on. Let me finish my thought. Like they have to go through pretty stringent uh, ways to verify and and. I'm trying to find the they, right. They word. don't want those
0: batteries to get out on the secondhand market. Exactly, like, yeah. and, and that's the battery assurances. manufacturers. The battery manufacturers saying like, "We'll sell you our b- batteries in bulk. You need to have things in place to make sure people can't just strip them out of the packs and sell them again."
3: Yeah, and yeah. and it's like, okay, that doesn't mean that there can't be a solution here that you know makes it so that I can unplug my GT and it won't brick itself. Technically, when you're raising technically, your hand, technically it's when you un- it's when you open the battery compartment
0: itself and you unplug the BMS from the battery. Which is a very involved. It's not just unplugging the battery from GT. It's straight up opening the battery compartment and like messing with the wiring in there.
3: Yeah, because they basically went to an older style, uh, older method of how BMSs work. Whereas like when you remove the power from the BMS, it wipes the flash memory, Mm -hmm. and so it essentially needs to be reflashed in order to work again. They phased that out of electric drills like fifteen or twenty years ago. That's how they used to do that back then. Uh, but that's like that's really really bad and it's a dick move it is it <laughs> it's absolutely 100% is a but dick i can't move. i don't i'm trying to uh compensate yeah, but it's amazing battery three...
0: manufacturers saying they have to do that you know yeah
3: maybe that was maybe they were stuck in a position where it's like they weren't they weren't going to be able to get their battery unless they made an agreement that they were going to do this and so now they've done that and now everyone in the community is pissed at them for it and it's mm-hmm. like yeah. well they're not wrong I mean, for being there's... pissed but they're not fully comprehending that maybe they they had no choice i don't know i'm i'm you're right. I am biased. I am kind of erring on the side of defending them when <laughs> you,
2: you're definitely you definitely are, and that's fine. And I get what I get why you're saying what you're saying. But th- I understand it's a new technology. I understand that that results in new manifestations of problems. But a lot of those problems are already have already existed in other industries and in other products. And if you know, I. This is, you know, I, if you look at this problem at a macro level, you would think they would go and hire somebody from a similar industry, product and compliance, litigation, what have you, say the auto industry or the electric bike industry that has very similar one-to-ones with respect to these problems, and they would try to find the best people from those industries and bring them in. And, 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 because these other industries, you know, you don't hear about this as much, mm-hmm. y- you know, and obviously there's tons of lawsuits in the automobile industry. My God, I can't, I probably <laughs> can't even comprehend it. Um, but that also means that there's probably some really good people that they could find in that industry who understand those problems pretty intimately that they can bring on to help solve them.
3: Yeah. So that's, my,
2: that's my yeah. thought.
3: I mean, I, yeah, again, I don't know what's happening behind the scenes there. They're so secretive. Everything is all just speculation. But, like, I, my feeling is that they're a little bit more strapped for cash than people realize. And that was why they had to do the whole pre order thing and, like, take all of your money up front for the GT, even though it was months away from launching. So you essentially gave them an interest free loan. Yeah, which you know, whatever. That's fine. I, I, I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. But Classic Elon Musk move. I mean, yeah, it's like <laughs> it could definitely
2: be that. And with all the rules and regs and costs to new products right now, with just the the the, I mean, there's a very clear like overburdening of laws and regulations when it comes to these types of new products being manufactured in the United States. Like, mm-hmm. and. That I think that's probably a big part of it. I, I don't think you're wrong there.
3: There's too much that I don't know yet, and I've been really, really wanting to like meet Kyle, the CEO of uh, Future Motion, uh, Julian, the head uh, CTO, and just like chat with them. I want to, I really want to understand their perspective. Right now, I've been trying to understand their perspective, where I feel like most people don't,
2: and yeah. and I don't well, know. I that's just, another they, thing. If still I was so resistant to it. I I would, if, if, again, this is me just backseat driving here, but it's for the podcast. So let's just go backseat with it Whieland. for the sake of, yeah. <laughs> if I was in their position, I would say, look, he wants to, he wants other people to experience the same thing that he is experiencing with our product. That's a good thing. Why don't we do that and then <laughs> allow you to speak freely once you understand what they're perspective is so that you can at least articulate more accurately what some of the problems are that they're facing that wouldn't yeah that would overall help like people aren't stupid you know they, they as long as they understand the wow. why to something they can a lot of times get on board with it yeah. um so i don't know that's just my take on it
3: yeah jeff uh jeff mccosker from the float life made a video kind of uh, as a proposal to the community and to future motion being like hey Here's a middle ground that I think could work, and it was essentially just proposing having a bunch of different service centers across the country, across the world, uh, but they all have to follow very strict guidelines. Like, they're not allowed to take the battery compartment or the controller apartment apart, but they can remove the module from the one wheel and replace it. Mm -hmm. So that's, like... The one wheel itself is like Legos. You have, like, all these different pieces. They plug into each other. They have some screws, and that's pretty much it. Mechanically, it's incredibly simple, and that's the beauty of it. Once you start opening up the controller module or the battery module, that's when things start getting a little dicey and hairy. So it's like, okay, no one's allowed to do that. That's fine. Just replace the whole component. We'll decide whether or not it's covered under warranty there, and, like, you know, whatever. And it's like, okay. And I have a feeling Future Motion is going to start going that direction, but... They're not that big of a team, and this is the sort of thing that's going to it's gonna require a lot of uh, work. <laughs> it's
0: also one of those things that should be in place before the GT launched. If we're going to talk about, like, in a world where everything is just done correctly, like, that should have already been done. I you agree. Know? Yeah. yeah.
3: But they're – I don't know. Again, I don't understand their leadership. If you go on to their Glassdoor page, you can see a lot of, like, problems with communication and secrecy, and there's, like, everything has to funnel through to one person and stuff like that. And it's like, mm. The well, main problem that I have is innovation. Yeah, there's the they're the only company making a one wheel and they have patents preventing anyone else from making a one wheel. The EUC market, the electric unicycle market, there isn't like that sort of patent for it. And so because of that, there's a bunch of companies making these EUCs and because they're competing against each other, they're trying to get better and better. And so the rate of evolution. Sorry, the. The rate of progress on those things has been so much faster than the one wheel. Now you get these EUCs that go 50 miles an hour, 400 Ooh. miles, and they got full <laughs> suspension. Yeah, God. it's like insane on um, one wheel. Yeah. I would not get on there's, that There's one sorry. sitting in the other room. Mark, yeah. Mark, yeah, Mark, Mark has Plier one here one. that like yeah. is pretty gnarly. That so doesn't That one do will go house. like 40, I think. Still. But still, forty miles oh, an hour is my stupid. That's God. death speed if you fall off and you're not. I need it. at least 10, I need at least hours.
2: two wheels to go over fifty. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I guess crazy. what I'm saying is that like that's a frustration of mine is that you know it it was four years between the XR and the GT, and yes, they doubled the range. Yes, they made it more powerful. It's like, kind just of, it's the same exact the motor. Technically, year. the 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 magnets in the new uh, rotor are a little bit more powerful than the XR motor magnets so it's not exactly the same motor but it's essentially the same motor
2: hmm.
3: and it's like i don't know after four years of innovation is a little disappointing i wanted a little bit more too
0: the low-end torque is like maybe five percent better than the xr it feels like you know it's like it doesn't get over bumps and like steep hills from a stop any better than the xr really does once you're moving you're at a higher speed it's got more punch for sure. Like it is definitely a more powerful wheel than the XR, yeah,
3: especially at speed. If you're going 20 miles an hour, I'm, oh, I, can, at, I can hit 20 miles an hour
0: easily on the GT, and I'm yeah. comfortable. I can't do that on the XR. Like that's my life top speed on the XR is like 20 miles an hour. On the GT, I hit 20 miles an hour my first night riding it. <laughs> <laughs> my top
3: speed on the GT is 25.9. So
1: how Woo! do you know this? Does it say it? On it the... says on the app. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah.
3: There yeah, is? and so yeah, and so yeah, so no one can. It's the only option. Yeah. And I've fallen yeah. in love with the platform of the one wheel. I'm I'm certain, I'm convinced that the fundamental basics of what a one wheel is is never gonna go away. Yeah. There was a couple of years there where I was a little worried because they were the only person now, but now there's a whole DIY movement. In fact, let's 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 have this be our nice
0: like resolution to this whole story here as we wrap up this podcast. The the hope maybe not hope on the horizon, but the interesting light rising up on the horizon.
3: <laughs> should we should we reveal what we're doing? Yes. Let's come clean.
0: Yes, (laughs) we've been. Ren and I have been talking about if we should talk about this publicly because we don't want to, like, you know,
3: like you're saying, there's very much so a senpai uh, situation here. You know, like future motion senpai, and I'm like, notice me. And they're like, yeah, you sold more one wheels than anyone else. I'm like, yeah, you noticed me. (laughs) (laughs) But Nico and I are going to build our own DIY one wheel Mm -hmm. using an open source platform called Vesk. Mm -hmm. We've already bought the components for it. In fact, I we've think been, the controller been... module literally just arrived today. Oh, awesome. It was supposed we've... to arrive yesterday.
0: It didn't. We actually have some, we have, like, not just bought some modules. We have some modules being given to us by people that are also helping to... I mean, not given. We bought them, but... Oh, wait, you're right. We did buy them. No. We... Didn't the batteries? Okay, yes. Okay.
3: The shout batteries, out to Chai Battery
0: Systems. Chai Battery <laughs> Systems. Super
3: big shout out. Uh, they did gift us the most, imp- uh, most expensive component, which was this... 84 volt 20 cell battery pack yeah much higher voltage than even the gt the gt is an uh, 18 cell battery pack the xr was a 15 cell battery pack the higher that cell count the higher voltage the more power you can get without having to pump as many amps and so oh my god i can't wait uh so theoretically like the more
0: voltage you have it it lends the wheel more more power more more torque? No, amperage, amperage would be torque, wouldn't it? Voltage would be at top speed. I don't it's know. It's same. a mix. It's, it's, it's a mix.
3: Yeah, it's going to have more power, to, yeah. and so it can climb steeper hills. Climb it can go, hills, faster. go faster. I'm not yep. interested in a higher top speed, but that being said, we also have a new motor on order. It's not mm-hmm. out yet, but we we're on the first batch of pre-orders. It's a 2,000-watt hub motor compared mm-hmm. to the 750 watts oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. of the of the GT. Whoa. And yep. so that'll ju- that will just means it'll have more higher... Uh, ability to put out the power. It'll won't over. Mm. My biggest problem with the GT is that it overheats. Every ride I've gone on, it's overheated on almost every single mm-hmm. ride because I'm pushing it. Uh huh. And-, <laughs> 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 and so it's like it's a bit of a you know it's a bit of a vibe killer when you're going along and and you're like the motor literally overheats and it's like hey you have to kind of give it a break and it's like okay. <laughs> this I guess is, I'll just sit here is, and wait.
2: This is like when we uh, did all that work to get uh, Origin PCs. <laughs> remember way back in the day? Yeah. There's nothing really wrong with Origin PCs, but they kind of were half-assed about it and and we didn't have any options at the time and so we did what we had to do and we we got some good origins for the time but then Puget came along. <laughs> oh my God! And Fugit was the clouds. Part like angels you, you, showed up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and and they go, wait, what have you guys been dealing with? Oh, oh, you you need what? Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And and you know, and then they tell us now. They go, hey guys, you know the the fact that you guys love them and use them and promote them just by using them has done more to sell Puget's than we we could have thought and yeah. you know i think i think they're missing a little bit of that here i think i think one wheels missing a little bit I, I've, 100% I've,
3: yeah this is where it gets hard because it's like i very much so want to be part of their team excuse me like not officially but like i want to help like i want future motion to succeed i want more one wheels out there i want to so much so that i think i have good ideas and i want to like help them, and I met with the wall. Mm-hmm. And it's been that way the entire time of our relationship. Again, this oh, isn't it, like a personal thing. Be... The guys who are, are part of Future Motion that I interact with personally are great. But again, their hands are tied.
2: Yeah. It might be time to build, boys. That's all it's time is. to it build. It is, we
3: literally
0: already have. So, thank, I've got the good. batteries at home. Thankfully, the good. open source movement has basically put all the pieces together necessary to build a one wheel. And when it's open source, you can get around the patent issues. Mm-hmm and uh you just
3: can't sell it all as one
0: package right yeah sure. you, have to, you, you still have some to other build caveats it too right but these things come with you know people need to do testing people need to figure out the software people need to figure out the settings like how much response time do you need on your you know when you put push down on the front pad like there's the ipd values like so there's all this kind of stuff that people have had to work out and like there's surf dotto there's like you know there's the mad max guys putting a lot of awareness there's all these people uh Vesque man uh, what is something like the shops? Like, there's uh, Fun... The Fungineers. Fungineers. Yeah, Can't that's remember. who we got the motor from. Makers, PEV. Yeah. try battery systems. Like, so all these people are coming together. I mean, of course, Float Life with their rails and all the pieces they're doing too. Like, all these people are coming together and putting the pieces together and it's been rough until about a few months ago. Hmm. And I think the GT stuff really put people over the edge being like, you know what? This isn't what I wanted. I guess I'm going to have to make it myself. And, like... It's, it's inevitable. Soon it's going to be at the point where it's like, okay, there's tutorials, there's pieces. You can go out and build your own. And at least there, that'll be an option if for some reason... Stuff gets too bad at Future Motion and the thing implodes and that company implodes. At least there'll be this avenue yeah. for us. Think about so one. More. Yeah,
1: think about <laughs> Blender showing up on the scene and yeah. 3ds Max. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Blender 3DS Max started was rough, man. Yeah, th- it used like, to be great. Like Blender, <laughs> Blender came up out of nowhere and was really
3: rough at the start. And now it's like you could do everything in there. Because that was incredible. the thing is that like the hardware has been around to do these self balancing boards for a long time, but the firmware hasn't been there. The software actually like it's more than just like. Get underneath yeah. the person when when it detects an orientation change. It's, it's so much more complicated than that. Did you know that the wheel actually accelerates even more when you turn? Hmm. It's like there's an actual acceleration that happens when you turn, and that's just like one of the, one of like a million different like subtle things. And so. It's only really been the last like six months or so that the firmware is finally starting to get to a point where it's starting to kind of feel like a, a, a normal one wheel. And mm, wow. and to Future and, Motion's credit, they
0: cracked that code, you know,
3: yeah. five six years ago. And, That's why it, and it's still special. not there. It's still not actually the there not yet. There, yeah. The VESC. like it's it's getting Come close, on. but it's not. Yeah, uh, Christian's telling us to wrap up. <laughs> last, last
1: question, real quick: How but, fast can you go on these on like a VESC?
3: It's it's. I mean,
1: can you hit fifty? No. No. <laughs>
3: no. Okay. It's, it, it's, it's one of those you things it where 50. it's like <laughs> it's all it's all up dependent upon FT. various things. But now we're at a point where all of the different components exists as third party components. The only things that are still like like the boards we're about to make, we have our own third party rails, motor, tire, uh, bumpers, foot pads. The only and controller. I the actually only thing, don't have third party foot pads, but they are, they there is exist. a third party footpad we could use if we want. But Future Motion makes the best one and we already have them. So we might as well <laughs> use it. That's kind of where <laughs> we're at. Same thing with the battery box. We mm-hmm. have our own battery, but it sits inside of a box that we're harvesting from an old XR. Mm-hmm. And he, listen, the GT is an incredible device. It is an incredible one-wheel. It's like, if you get a one-wheel GT, it will blow your mind. It will be incredible. But we are, like, in the top 0.01% of riders pushing it beyond those. We we want more things. Like, we've been doing this for so many years now that, like, you know what? I want to have another one that I do have control over the options. One where I can see the battery voltage of all the individual cells. See, that's the problem. My one-wheel that I bought... Is broken it doesn't work it dies at 50% and I am unable to diagnose what's wrong with it
0: because they removed the freaking battery voltage for each cell so that you
3: couldn't diagnose it the battery voltage in general oh that too. like I literally like on the XR <laughs> this, this is on... where
2: we're gonna just fade out just keep going it's stupid
3: and it's really frustrating because it's like I would I would like to diagnose what's wrong but I literally can't I have to m- physically mail the board back to them just to find out what's wrong anyway the one wheel is awesome, but you know what? We're also going to build our own. Yeah. We'll do maybe a dedicated podcast about
0: that or something. Maybe a video. Who knows? Maybe a video. We'll see. Yeah. First, we got to make them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jake, sing about battery voltage. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Man,
0: 84 that? volts is the uh, a pretty lady. 63 is the current lady I got.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it went all right. I had a battery voltage. And it revolted before my eyes. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Wordplay. What am I going to do? <laughs> I don't know.
3: Dude, this totally did turn me a I into got a, a battery Oops.
2: revolt.
0: Glad you can be with us, Jordan. Thanks yeah. for yeah, watching, I so everybody. Excited. I, see I see hope you I learned something. See Christian. I can see him yeah. with his eyes
3: starting to glaze over. I can see Jake's eyes gloss over. I can see your eyes gloss over. It's just Nico and I here. We're the only two people in this podcast. For see you next hour. week. Uh, <laughs> and three, two,
1: one.